Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? All right, today we're going to talk about how we can find out and how much we can find out and what it takes to get there. So let's say in this case, I want to find out at a level of seven. Okay, so I find that level on my graph and I come horizontally to my gradient line. Where it intersects with my gradient line, I'm going to come straight down to where it intersects with my round line. That there is going to tell me how much I have to around to find out what I need to find out. See, as you can see, the more you around, the more you're going to find out. And also, if you stay down here and you never around, you'll never find out. So I hope this lesson is helpful. Thank you. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program and a special welcome to all of you who've downloaded the Wendy Bell Radio podcast. A million of us and growing Wendy Bell Radio, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you can like us, follow us, maybe suggest us to a friend and give us a five star review. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be with you today. I had a disappointing thing happen at home and I want to tell you this before I get to Jeff Van Drew. Because we all go through this as parents, Right. So I woke up and I went into the garage the other morning as I was planning the show early in the morning. I was going to go out and take out some some chicken or something to thaw uh, for dinner. And I found that the refrigerator in our garage had been left open. It looked like all night and everything in it, everything in it was lost. Now, it was a careless move by one of my sons who didn't make sure when he reached into the refrigerator, grab a bottle of water or soda or whatever to ensure that the door was closed. And it was wide open. The refrigerator was warm. And I lost steak and pork chops and chicken and milk and cheese and bacon and all of it. Now, in the moment, there's not a whole lot you can do. You can close it. And say, I don't have time right now to manage this. I'll have to figure it out later, right? And that's what I did. But it's disappointing. It is careless. It is unnecessary. It was preventable. And the individual, the offender, needed to know, I know it's you. And you need to know, I know it's you. And you need to know, I believe that you need to be better at your behavior. And you need to be so. And so I sent this individual in my family. See how I protect the innocent, right? I sent this individual a little text message because they were not up yet as I was leaving for work. And I said, hey, please, we work hard for the things that we buy. Our grocery bill is so expensive. Please be careful. Now, I was on pins and needles for about an hour because I didn't get an answer. Was said offender going to admit the offense or was he going to point fingers elsewhere? Now, if he had been a member of the Biden administration, he would have been like, I have no recollection of that. I don't believe I was anywhere near the refrigerator. In fact, I don't even know what a refrigerator is. Water? What's bottled water? Who has bottled what? We have bottled water. I've never seen bottled water. (laughs) Right? And so I'm waiting. I'm like, oh, man, I really don't want to be disappointed. 
at some point you just have to say when you make a mistake you know i'm i'm really sorry and I, i'll do whatever i can to to clean it up to to compensate for it to to ensure i never do it again um I, i'm embarrassed i know better and and i won't do it again i mean honest to goodness at the end of the day what more does a parent want I don't need I don't need promises. I don't need pie in the sky. Mom, you look great today, right? Come on now. Just just tell me that you're aware that you did it and you're not going to do it again. So my phone buzzed about an hour later and I'm like, "Oh, man." And it was him. And I opened the text and it said, "Mom, that was totally me. I'm so sorry. I really don't know what to say. It won't happen again." Okay. Do I wish it hadn't happened? Yeah, I've got about 350 reasons why, right? It was dumb. But now we can move on. Now he can grow. I can put it to bed and realize, huh, maybe there's been some kind of a lesson here, right? Because at the end of the day, isn't that what we're all about? Look both ways before you cross the street. Please don't drown in the bathtub. Don't wander away without me. All the things that we teach every single day to our children. And then, of course, as they get older, bigger issues, sometimes bigger problems. And that finesse, that nuance. Be responsible. You're part of a herd. You're an important part of that herd. You can either be a drain on it or you can pitch in and be a part of this. See, when you're a part of this, and that's what, that's what drives me nuts about this whole making America great thing. This, this twisted and calculated measured plan to, to take something that is so wholly intrinsic in my heart, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just roll the dice and presume if you're listening to me, you feel the same way about America, and, and to somehow twist it into something that's other than we love this place. We want to protect this place. I will fight to the death for this place. And if anybody out there listening to me doesn't feel that way about these United States, might I kindly suggest that you take a trip to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania? And might you walk through the battlefields in silence and see the monuments for the Confederate and the Union soldiers and see who died and what was sacrificed and how quickly and for what and where we've come since then. That's what we fight for. Not for corrupt scumbags to try to take it. Not for George Soros and his filthy money to come in here and buy it and, and turn it into something that it's not. Not for Barack Obama to sit as the puppeteer behind a curtain and to have, a, you know, a complete brain-dead Joe Biden dance on a string as though we're supposed to believe that he's actually the guy. I saw a video yesterday. Do you guys see this on your social media feeds? Looks like a Joe Biden imposter. One of many who I'm sure are out and about. I mean, we're living in a bad high school musical. How many iterations of John Fetterman do we need to see before we realize that this is just so corrupt? It's so dirty. It's so disingenuous. It's so anti-MAGA. 
and intrinsically those of us who who will fight oh i will fight i will fight anybody to protect this land for my family anybody anywhere anytime bring it if you feel that way all of this is so obvious and quite frankly the media's complicit partnership in the systematic destruction of this country is reprehensible and vile and so when I say to you, I rejoice when I hear people like Jeff Van Drew or Victoria Sparks or, or Matt Gates or Mike Johnson or any of these people who share our values, at least that we can tell. That is victory. That is victory. Jeff Van Drew, yesterday, speaking from the heart as though I just did to you. And he says, I, I never could have dreamed that there could be people in our government who are this dark. I, I could never have imagined a Department of Justice so corrupt, so hell-bent on persecuting and prosecuting its opponents, so anti-democratic, so, so us versus them. I, I, I never could have imagined. And ladies and gentlemen, he's in the Beltway bubble. I wonder how he, he could imagine how we feel. The ones who are constantly taxed to cover these ridiculous measures that never make life for us any better. The ones who are beaten down and called names, who are now hunted, put on kill lists. What? In the United States in 2023? Are you out of your mind? Here's Congressman Jeff Van Drew with his first from the gut, I could have never imagined soundbite. Go. You know, following your confirmation, Americans were promised they were getting a focused, nonpartisan to lead their federal law enforcement. I had my doubts back then. And the last two years have more than confirmed in my mind those fears. Never in my life would I have thought that I would see such a politicized, DOJ. Never in my life would I have thought I would see such a Department of Justice that didn't obey their own rules. Never in my life did I think I would see the egregious investigations conducted under your, under your watch or the blatant disregard of the First Amendment by FBI field offices under your watch. And never in my life did I think I would see our great DOJ turn to a, into a politicized weapon to be wielded by an investigation to attack political rivals. Never in my life would I think that our government would try to entrap honest, American-loving citizens and withhold information that could help them in their lawsuit or in their litigation and then throw them away indiscriminately and call them names give them the moniker of animals insurrectionists when nothing further from the truth could be never in my life did i think we would have a government that lies every single day but we do and the best part about knowing that we do is realizing that you can believe nothing that they say. Jeff Andrew continues. 
and it's worth watching and listening to next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. All right, so in life, as we raise children, as we live our lives and lead by example, you are held accountable. We hold people in our lives accountable for the decisions they make, good and bad. And this is what Jeff Van Drew says to Merrick Garland. Uh, you're, you're responsible. This is on you. There is no other landing zone. There is no off-ramp. There is no detour. This is on your shoulders. You are the Attorney General of the United States. We hold you accountable, dude. Period. Audio soundbite two. I still hold the thousands of hardworking staff with high regard. But unfortunately, there are some within the department, in my mind, who have betrayed their oaths. And for that, you must be held accountable. I hold you accountable for the labeling of parents as domestic terrorists standing up for the, their proper education of their own children. I hold you accountable for the anti-Catholic memo. Imagine sending agents undercover into Roman Catholic churches because they were supposedly domestic terrorists. And I hold you accountable for unleashing a special counsel with a history of botched investigations on our current president's political rival. The department of, under your leadership, I am sorry to say, and I am sorry to say, has become an enforcement arm of the Democratic National Committee. You're, part, you're a mob wing of the DNC. There is no other way to slice it. Mr. Garland. And this is why the American people don't trust law enforcement. Go. If there is a perceived threat to the Democratic Party, the Democratic Party, this DOJ attacks every single time. But when there are actionable threats against conservatives, this DOJ stays put. Protesters outside, violent protesters outside the Supreme Court, justices' home, unpunished. Attacks on pro-life centers, unpunished. The two-tiered system of justice is clear, and it's clear to the American public. And the buck stops with the man in charge. That man is you. The actions of the DOJ are on you. The decline of Americans' trust in our federal law enforcement is on you. The, po the political weaponization of the DOJ is on you. Amen, sir. Amen it is. The demise of our culture, our culture, our country, all of it. The lack of faith in any of these alphabet agencies by design because they are no longer trustworthy. They are no longer honorable. Period. I found this headline and it's fascinating. Remember how they were talking about, well, the, Kevin McCarthy doesn't have enough votes for impeachment, blah, blah, blah. And they're like saying, look, impeachment inquiry allows us to get access to information that Joe Biden and the Biden family is withholding from us, saying you do not have you cannot trump their privilege. Well, with an inquiry. Yes, you can. We can now get this information. One of the big Republicans who was like, I'm not so sure I'm down with this is a dude named Ken Buck. And we were all kind of interested. Why is it that that Representative Ken Buck, the, the White House's go to Republican critic of the impeachment inquiry into President Biden, is considering leaving Congress for a new job. And he has in expressed interest in going where? Brock, can you guess? Where do you think somebody in government would like to fail to? I'm going to assume it's TV. Okay. So I'm going to go with either 
Choose CNN one. CNN or MSNBC. I'm going to go with MSNBC. CNN. Representative Damn. Ken Buck. This is on the New York Post. Eyes CNN job while criticizing Biden impeachment inquiry. Hey, Ken. Good luck. Was that his interview? Good luck. That was his audition right there. The White House. Yes, that's exactly right. Republican from Colorado, five-term fiscal hawk, has surprised fellow conservatives by repeatedly criticizing the probe launched last week into Biden's alleged corruption, including with a September 15th Washington Post op-ed that other Republicans said included glaring inaccuracies. That was his audition. This is how I am worthy, CNN. This is how I am going to audition for you. Buck said privately last month he was interested in a job at CNN, a source told The Post, after he weighed other options over the past year. I don't know. What are your other options, Ken? What's going to come out that you're worried about, Ken? You want to be insulated from the fallout. And what better way to be insulated than to be protected on the payroll of the crap news network? CNN, which can't get 47,000 people on a weekend to watch at 8 p.m. Ladies and gentlemen, we had 92,000 people a couple days ago watching this very program. I'm doubling CNN's weekend numbers. Ken, I'm not a, I'm not a rocket scientist here. I'm not an economist. But I'm going to say to you, <laughs> that might be a poor decision, but you go for it. CNN would be happy to have you. I thought you were going to offer him a job. No, uh, absolutely not. All right, quick timeout. When we come back, we've got to open the door into this next chapter. What the hell is going on with Russell Brand? Why is everybody piling on Russell? Russell Brand has resurrected Me Too. It's amazing how this works. But the playbook, again, very simple. We'll walk you through it next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Welcome back, everybody. So I've been kind of paying attention peripherally. And I'm going to imagine that the lion's share of you guys paying attention to this program, I'm not really the most up to speed on uh, on on culture, right? I don't, I know I'm not into what my kids are watching, though I do pay attention to Joe Rogan's podcasts. I think he's got some great conversations. I think having a three hour sit down with anybody is always very interesting. And I think he's had some wonderful guests. I like that. I couldn't have told you anything about Russell Brand, anything other than he and I stream on the same platform, Rumble. And I knew that he was British, a couple years younger than I. And I peripherally knew this story that he had had a pretty, uh, let's just say, exciting early part of adulthood. He was a heroin addict, he said. He is a British comedian, actor, et cetera, et cetera. And he widely talked about in his comedy shticks about the women that he had slept with and the things that he had done and, and quite admittedly mistakes along the path that he had made. And everybody thought he was fantastic and funny and they clamored, oh, he's so funny. And then he started coming out and asking questions. And it happened during COVID. Wait, why are we doing this? Why is everybody saying the same thing? Not dissimilar to what I do. <clears throat> but he came out and started questioning things. And you're not allowed to do that in performance, in Hollywood, in fame circles. You're not supposed to do that. 
And so then all of a sudden people started women. Russell Brand all of a sudden has resurrected the flaccid Me Too movement. It is now raring to go. Women all of a sudden are raring to go again. You know, the, the women out there who just kind of abandoned all women when it comes to, you know, our rights in the pool when dudes try to swim against us or our rights in ladies' rooms and, dro- and locker rooms when dudes pretending to be us who have penises walk around naked. Somehow the Me Too movement has become very silent. It's almost like it's political. I mean, right? Almost looks like that. Duh. So all of a sudden, all these people piling on. A couple women come forward. Oh, he sexually assaulted me. Oh, I'm a victim. All of these people coming out of the woodwork, interestingly, in concert, and we're told because they're emboldened by everybody coming out, me too, I'm a victim too. He's terrible. Well, he's only terrible because he dares to question the garbage narrative that's being pushed out there. And so knives are out for Russell Brand. YouTube kicks him off the channel. That happened to me a year and a half ago, so meh. But you're not allowed to make money here. And then this pressure... This leftist pressure to platforms like Rumble saying, hey, are you going to allow him to continue monetizing his platform? Even though all these people say all of these terrible things about him. God bless Rumble. Rumble fired back and said, you know what? In the United States of America, you are presumed innocent until a jury of your peers finds you guilty. And it's not sufficient for everybody to pile on with their, with their suggestions and their allegations, after all. You know, Donald Trump is a rapist, right? They said so, so it's got to be true. We know that he hates black people, right? Well, they told us that. It's, it's got to be true. Right. What is the real reason, do you think, perhaps, one of them, that the left is not keen with Russell Brand? Well... He puts out videos that tell the truth, sort of like what we do every day on a smaller scale. And he's in the crosshairs now, big time. I want to play a video for you. Russell Brand talking about Bill Gates. If anybody thinks Bill Gates is this good guy, this rich philanthropist guy who's really all about health and wellness and not instead a guy who was well known to be with Jeffrey Epstein, whose own issues with perhaps children, etc., etc., perhaps led to his divorce. I don't know. You know, the guy who... Do we read stories about him doing stuff to tweak mosquitoes and then and then let them out all over Florida? And the guy who wants to pr- provide all of these shots to little girls and Africa. And then they go back and they do the tests and they find out that X number of these girls now, they, they're f- sterile or, or they've come down with terrible illnesses or they've died. This this guy. Mr. Rich Bill Gates, who we're all supposed to listen to. Mr. I'm in bed with the World Economic Forum. I'm one of the poster children of all things that suck on the left, right? Oh, no, he's a good guy. No, he's not. He's dirty as nuts. And everybody knows it. And Russell Brand had the huevos to say it. Maybe this little video is part of the reason why the knives are out to destroy one man's life because he had the audacity 
to tell it like it is. Go. Bill Gates epitomizes this trend. I've got no particular thing against Bill Gates, but he does represent a certain mentality. I'll do what I want to do. You do what I want you to do. That's the Bill Gates way. And today we're going to work out who's contributing more to climate change, you or Bill Gates. Let's see. Bill Gates has shrugged off allegations that he's a hypocrite for climate campaigning while traveling by private jet. In an interview with BBC's Amal Rajan, Gates addressed the accusation by saying he offset his family's carbon footprint and contributes to solutions. Oh, I didn't realise that. That's cool. Let's have a look. What do you say to the charge that if you are a climate change campaigner, but you also travel around the world on a private jet, you're a hypocrite? Well, I, I by the gold standard of funding Climeworks to do direct air capture that far exceeds my family's carbon footprint. So, you know, should I stay at home and not come to Kenya and learn about farming and malaria? Yeah, you know how you're just making up a reason for why you should be able to do what you want to do? Everyone feels like that. We all feel like we should be able to do what we want to do and that we make mistakes and we're not perfect. So we try our best to make it up how we can. And guess what? That's what you do as well. So in a way, you should stop telling us what to do, shouldn't you? Anyway, I mean, I'm I'm comfortable. Comfortable with that? I bet you are. 30,000 feet reclining on a beige lazy boy. With the idea that not only am I not part of the problem by paying for the offsets, but I also through the billions that my Breakthrough Energy Group is spending, that I'm part of the solution. You are part of the solution. He's definitely not part of the problem. He isn't part of the problem when he's making massive donations to the media for favorable reporting. He's not part of the problem when he's funding vaccine organizations and then getting out just before stock prices drop. He's not part of the problem when he's giving billions to the WHO. He's not part of the problem when the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is accruing more money than they spend making a not-for-profit organization, well, you could say profitable. I'm sure Bill Gates has got some explanation, Maybe he's offsetting that profit in some way by helping us in ways that we're too stupid to understand. But on the surface, it looks like Bill Gates does what he wants, then justifies it afterwards. But I must be too stupid to understand what's really going on. There you go. There's Russell Brand. If you've always wondered, you're like, why are people talking about this guy? Why is he on every why is he on every um, newspaper headline in the UK and across parts of Europe? That's why he's I think he's fantastic. He's hilarious. And is the guy perfect? No, I'm not either. Right. So this is what he talks about. Listen to this deadline. Rumble hits out at UK government's disturbing letter as video site defends letting Russell Brand monetize content. The UK. UK government sends a letter to a private company where Russell Brand works as a live streamer and makes money and says you should not allow him to do that because some women say he took advantage of them. What? Did you hear what Russell Brand said too? And what Bill Gates said in that, I'm not part of the problem by paying for the offsets. I'm part of the solution. What he's saying is, yes, I fly all over the place. I'm fat. I have man boobs. I am not attractive or healthy in any capacity. I tell you that you should eat bugs, that we should outlaw milk and meat and gas cars. 
and I do all the things to pollute the environment, but because I give money, my monetary donation to some semblance of do-goodery, which is really suck, right, offsets how I pollute the earth. I'm part of the solution. Russell Brand just called him out on that. Not allowed to do that, my man, and now everybody's coming after him. Video site Rumble has lashed out, I love this, at the UK government for asking if it would stop Russell Brand earning money on the platform following the sexual assault allegations made against the comedian and actor. According to a statement on Rumble's Twitter feed, the company received an extremely disturbing letter from a committee chair from the British government in response. The company said it, quote, emphatically rejects the UK Parliament's demands and would not join a cancel culture mob. Good for you, Rumble. Are you guys seeing how the playbook works? Russell Brand was great while he was on their team. And then he started talking openly And calling a spade a spade. And they had to turn on him. They got to shut him down. He's got a big audience. He's an influencer. Same way they went after Joe Rogan. Ah, taking horse paste. Come on, Joe. Same way they went after Ken Paxton. He took bribes. He cheated on his wife. We're going to impeach him with no evidence whatsoever. The same way they're piling on Tim Ballard, the creator of Sound of Freedom. Alleging that he sexually abused women while doing the documentary about child trafficking. Why? Same way they piled on Donald Trump. 19 different women have come forward. None of their cases has been proven. But thank goodness there was a liberal judge who slapped Donald Trump with a $5 million fine because he hurt E. Jean, whatever, Carol's feelings. Do you see the play? How dare you speak the truth? Tucker Carlson, same story. Why is it always white somewhat middle-aged men in the crosshairs or people like myself who just don't care what the left thinks and believes that my ability to tell the truth far outweighs their need to cover corruption. Do you see the playbook? And now all of a sudden, Me Too has been resurrected. Women clutching their pearls believe all women. Just, of course, not when transgender people can trample all over them and their accomplishments. Then we're totally AWOL. I got nothing for you, right? It's sort of like all the environmental groups. They kind of go AWOL when all the dead whales wash up on the shore. Well, I didn't hear about that. What water? What refrigerator? Mm Mm-hmm. You're tuned into the Wendy Bell Radio program. More on that. Remember the tranny, the Ukrainian tranny guy yesterday <laughs> with the kill list? Some bad, aw, oh, bad news for him, her, them. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio program. Look, if you ever think that us talking about stuff here, you learning about things on this program, you may be making a decision based on 
on what you hear and what you decide from getting the truth, right? If you think it doesn't make an impact, it absolutely makes an impact. Think about what happened when that crazy governor was like, oh, we're going to restrict in New Mexico. We're going to restrict guns, open carry, blah, 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 because that's going to change how many people are getting killed by gun violence, right? And the pushback was swift. It was swift and it was devastating. And then that was ruled completely off the charts, unlawful. And then she had to walk it back and be like, yeah, I really didn't think I could do that. Well, then why did you do it? Because you're a leftist and everything is about control. The last bit of control they want is disarming you so that they can own you and everything from here on out. Thank goodness for 49 consecutive months, more than one million firearms have been purchased in this country. Who's going to the gun store and buying firearms, ladies and gentlemen? Thugs? Gangbangers? No. Because they can't get a background check. They can't pass it. Law-abiding people who are done, who realize the police aren't coming to help them out. That's why it's important. So we told you yesterday about this Ukrainian whatever. It's a dude named, I think Mike, going by Sarah, bad hair, bad all of it. And this is an individual who's an American who's going over, who's gone over to Ukraine, has inserted himself as a transgender spokesperson for the Ukrainian military and saying anybody here in the United States, basically anywhere, who's talking ill of Ukraine or isn't carrying all of Ukraine's water is going to be put on a list and hunted down and eliminated. And we played it yesterday and we're like, what? As, as Zelensky is at the United Nations here in the United States, in New York, browbeating the American taxpayer for more freaking money to do what with? All under the guise of climate change, right? Just at the same time, as, as Bill and Hill are, are telling everybody, you know what? We need to help Ukraine. If we help Ukraine, we help the world. As Randy Weingarten, as American public schools fall to crap. Oh, we've got to invest our time in Ukraine. All of these players at the same time. As you have some tranny talking about, oh, we're going to come get you if you don't like us. What? Well, here's the headline. Breaking. Ukrainian MOD announces Sarah Ashton Cirillo has been suspended and placed under investigation. Well, you know what, ladies and gentlemen? It only took 24 hours. It took us only five days to dismantle the wacko New Mexico governor's gun grab. We're getting faster. Here's your story. Sarah, please. Ashton Cirillo has been suspended from duties as Ukrainian military spokesperson pending an investigation following comments by the transgender former U.S. soldier threatening to, quote, hunt down critics of the U.S. involvement in the Ukraine war. (laughs) Well, thank goodness. So here's this statement from the Ukraine Territorial Defense Forces posted on Twitter Wednesday. Statement of the command of the Territorial Defense Forces of the Armed Forces of Ukraine regarding some statements of the spokesman of the TDF, Junior Sergeant Sarah Ashton Krillo. This is how it began. And then it goes on. <laughs> the statements of Ashton Krillo in recent days were not approved 
by the command of the TDF or the command of the AFU. These are acronyms for whatever their military in Ukraine is. While conducting military operations against the aggressor, the defense forces of Ukraine strictly observe the norms of international humanitarian law, which means, well, we're really not going to come and and hunt you down. Really? Is that how it's going to be? The command will conduct an official investigation into the circumstances of these statements. Appropriate decisions would be taken. Would be taken. Sergeant Sarah Ashton Cirillo will be suspended immediately pending the investigation. You know how the messages that this person put out there about how we're going to find you, we're going to try, we're going to track you down, we're going to hunt you right? You're going to be rabid, all of this stuff. Crazy. It's sort of like how Anheuser-Busch said, you know what? We didn't approve that crazy message putting Dylan Mulvaney, a dude pretending to be a chick on our beer cans. I don't, I don't know how that happened, but uh, uh, we don't know. Well, at least in Ukraine's defense, they jumped on it a little bit faster than Anheuser-Busch did because they twisted in the wind for a month or so before they finally realized, well, snap, our cataclysmic collapse of sales isn't really working out for us. Maybe, just maybe, we should walk some of this back. And they didn't. And they will never come back. This is what we do sharing this information, putting it out there so that you talk about it with people in your circles. And then swift action is taken, allegedly. I'm holding my breath because I'm sure she's going to come, he's going to come back, <laughs> browbeating us about something. You know, As a general or an admiral. You, you, you know it's a fact. All right, when we come back, hour number three, I want to talk to you about this. I don't remember defense because this seems to be the new call of the biden administration defending all of its malfeasance more people are talking about it more of us are are looking at congressmen and women and who are fighting back and pushing back under oath right in testimony what about this what about that i don't remember i don't recall yeah i have no recollection of that what what happened right? Is it a defense? Well, no. In fact, it is not. And we're going to blow it open using a Hunter Biden himself and a little Brian Stelter cameo. You're welcome. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program.